is not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny B. Why, I'm Nanny B. And you arrived in the nick of time. I was just cutting the cake for my monster truck. Five years of faithful service. Happy birthday, MJ1359. I will be eating his slice, of course. The last time I put cake in his fuel tank did not end well. In honor of his special day, I have snuck a double whammy of a wonder word into today's story. Cue jingle! The Wonder Word! That's more like it. Today's Wonder Word is... Topsy-turvy. Topsy-turvy is when everything is upside down. Just like the time MJ and I were playing hockey on the side of a hill. Oh, we went for a goal and rolled topsy-turvy into a nearby hedge. <laughs> to this day, I'm still plucking brambles from his undercarriage. Ooh, who could that be? Hi, Nanny Bee. It's Jules. The one with the story? Definitely the one with the story. Well, in that case, come, come right in. I was just sharing with our listening friends some adventures with MJ. I'll have to get over to nannybee.com and hear what I missed. But first, I've brought you a tale from my library and some chamomile tea from my cupboard. Camelbile, did you say? Well, some might say it tastes like that, but no, no, it's um chamomile. It's supposed to be very soothing. Well, I'm always game to try something new. It makes life so much more exciting. I'll go pop the kettle on while you just tell our listening friends about your story. Well, today you'll hear the story of a hamster who weaves dreams. He loves his job, but is willing to risk it all for one he loves even more. Are you ready for a story? Oh, oh yes, please. Okay, then... Dreamweaver, adapted for radio. Have you ever wondered what hamsters do at night? Their days and nights are upside down, topsy-turvy, vice versa. Have you ever wondered that maybe while you're tucked up in bed, they are busy living a life beyond your wildest dreams? If you ask Poppy McFarland, a little human with a big imagination, she could tell you, and it all started while she was dreaming late one September night. The McFarland household had just moved again, the third time in three years, packing and unpacking, friending and unfriending. You'd think it'd get easier with all that practice, but actually it keeps getting harder. Well, for everyone except for Twinkle McFarland, the hamster of the household. You see, hamster society values efficiency. Efficiency. Their taxis are on time, their builders know what they're doing, and their spaghetti comes in tidy little nests you can pick up with a spoon. They think of everything, and everything runs smoothly. Two weeks into the new home, and the hamster neighbors have already welcomed Twinkle with casseroles. Welcome, Twinkle. What a lovely cage you have. You must come and play some racquetball at my club. We could use a hamster like you. 
that's just what hamsters do. The workload has been redistributed, so Twinkle has a collection of ten new clients. Just enough to pull his weight, not so much he'd be overwhelmed. Hamsters value efficiency. That's just what hamsters do. Twinkle weaves tapestries of dreams for the other hamsters in his region. He comes from a long line of dream weavers. In every generation of their family tree, as far back as they've been able to trace, he even had a DNA test that revealed his pure dream weaver heritage. That is almost unheard of. Well, maybe that's why his talent was so different from the other hamster weavers. Take Phineas Figglebert, for example. You could not find a more different weaver. His family tree was full of traffic wardens and accountants. He wove dreams in five shades of beige, as that was the most economical thread. Mm, what an efficient selection of colors, he'd boast. As for his storylines, he'd take the top three events of each hamster's day and stitch them in consecutive order. Why use four when three will do, Phineas declared. And then there was his distribution method. He'd drop the weave out of the taxi without even stopping. Yes, some would land cockeyed, topsy-turvy, and not be fully absorbed by their intended dreamer. But, as Phineas would say, the more I do, the more I can do. How true was that? Before you knew it, he was managing the entire state and reporting directly to Governor Jackson. Now, Twinkle McFarland did things differently, and he had several warnings from Phineas Figglebert to prove it. He was written up for spending too much on thread. Twinkle used every color in both the hamster and human rainbows. Twinkle said, There are no limits in your dreams. Phineas complained that Twinkle included too many stories. Twinkle replied, Imaginations grow when you stretch them. Then there was the amount of time Twinkle spent with each of his ten dreamers, carefully tucking the woven tapestry of dreams onto each hamster's chest and staying there until they were fully absorbed into their hearts. Phineas was fed up. Give him just one more reason and Twinkle would never weave again. But you know, sometimes there are some things worth risking everything for. And the thing that started that thing happened one night when Twinkle got home a little earlier than usual. As he tucked himself into his bed, he heard a kind of whimper coming from his human. He tried to ignore it, but Poppy was the kindest human ever so loyal and always happy to see him. Twinkle really did try to ignore it, but he couldn't. It sounded like she was crying. When someone needs help, how can you turn away, especially when the someone is the poppy you love and adore? Nope, he had to take action. He opened his cage, shimmied down the dresser, across the floor, up the bed, all the way to Poppy's pillow, where he stroked her head gently, not leaving her side until her crying stopped. The next day after school, Poppy was so eager to play that Twinkle woke from his deep sleep. He tried to find clues from Poppy, as he couldn't just download events of her day like he did for the hamsters. Twinkle started to piece together the mystery of her crying dream. 
first clue. She wasn't just excited to come home each day. She seemed relieved, as if school wasn't much fun for her. Then there was clue number two. Twinkle had so many new friends since they moved, he could hardly remember all their names. But Poppy hadn't had one visitor. Not a play date or a party. Being human can be so hard. Making friends seems like a game with no instructions. As Twinkle thought that thought, another thought plonked into his head. I can weave instructions for making friends. Now this is the thing that risked everything. It clearly states in the hamster's How to Handle a Human Handbook that the nighttime world of the hamster must never interfere with the daytime world of the humans. That means no hamster should reveal to a human the secret life they carry on in the night. No hamster discos, no hamster parades, and I quote: "Under no circumstances may a hamster weave a dream for a human." It said those words exactly. So there was no confusion. Twinkle knew that he was crossing a line no hamster should ever cross. This would break all the rules—rules rules that hadn't even been written yet. And if Phineas Figglebert found out, Twinkle would be banned from weaving forever. But this is Poppy. So, with not another thought about how this would affect him, Twinkle started on his mission to help Poppy find a friend. As you know, the hamster society is very efficient, even when it comes to making friends. To weave a dream about that would be easy peasy, but how humans make friends would take some serious study. So that's just what he did. When the family was fast asleep, Twinkle opened up his cage, shimmied down the dresser and across the floor, not stopping until he reached the study, with the desk, with a laptop. With the web, now Twinkle loved playing "Dance, Dance Revolution" on the keyboard, but not tonight. Tonight he's on a mission, so he yoo-hooed and he oogled, he yee-hawed and he spoogled. How people make friends. The results baffled him. No, that can't be true, he said of the first results. So he searched again. This is crazy. Humans show all their teeth as a sign of friendship. They call that a smile. Hamsters call that an act of war. Not wanting to risk weaving bad information for Poppy, he searched over and over again, only to find that if humans want to make friends, a smile is a good place to start. It's waving the flag of friendship. With this information in hand. Back to his dream-weaving loom, he ran. Somehow, thought Twinkle, I have to weave a smile into Poppy's heart. They say you're never fully dressed without it. So he grabbed the most spectacular thread and got to weaving. Oh, he warped and he wefted through the heddles, peddling his treadle as fast as he could. I wonder if she'll appreciate the topsy-turvy tap dancing sequence. Said Twinkle, hoping with all his heart she would. Of course, he had his usual ten clients as well, all of them in need of dream tapestries. Then he had to deliver them, but was running out of time. He got to Poppy in her very last dream cycle. Oh, 
Eleven dreams woven and delivered. Twinkle was zonked out when Poppy went off to school. He had no idea if the dream would work, and he wasn't going to risk it. So the very next night, he started another smiling tapestry. I think I'll include a rap. Something like, you gotta smile all the while. You gotta use your teeth, the ones underneath. Your lip, oh, yeah. Maybe I should stick to my strengths. I'm more a musical theater kind of guy. Back to his loom, he warped and he wefted, through the heddles, peddling his treadle, until all eleven tapestries were complete. But with that extra special one for Poppy, drop-offs became sloppy. What if word got back to Phineas Figglebert, and then... <gasps> I just can't think about that, he told himself. The next day, Poppy returned from school, but this time she wasn't alone. A little girl with a smile was with her, Willow Witherspoon. Twinkle was thrilled. The smile thing works. Showing your teeth does bring human friends. We better have just one more smile dream to make sure it sticks. Little did Twinkle know that it was that one more dream that convinced Phineas Figglebert to take Twinkle's weaving loom away. And it wasn't that any hamster clients complained. Even with the topsy-turvy deliveries, Twinkle's dreams were inspiring. He was a master craftsman. No, no, Phineas Figglebert did not receive any complaints about Twinkle. What he did receive was a bill for enough thread to weave eleven dreams. Twinkle carried on, completely oblivious to the fate ahead of him. Back to his loom, he warped and he wefted through the heddles, peddling his treadle, until all eleven tapestries were complete. But before he could deliver them, Phineas Figglebert arrived in his cage, with a heavy hamster by each side. I have reason to believe that you, Twinkle McFarland, have been weaving more than your ten dreams. Let me see your weave log immediately. Now, the weave log is created automatically and includes every dream a weaver weaves. Phineas read the log, and then when he got to the final entry, he spouted, What is this? There was no hiding it. Right there, as plain as day, the log's last entry. Smile dream for Poppy McFarland. You've gone too far this time, Twinkle. No amount of creative talent can justify your actions. It clearly states in the hamsters how to handle a human handbook that, and I quote, under no circumstances may a hamster weave a dream for a human. You, Twinkle McFarland, are officially banned from all manner of weaving, dream or otherwise, effective immediately, in perpetuity, etc., and so forth. With that, the two heavy hamsters grabbed Twinkle's loom and marched it out of his cage. Normally, this would devastate Twinkle. But even though it was one of the most painful things he'd ever experienced, it wasn't as bad as hearing Poppy cry. So he just sat there and said nothing. Phineas Figglebert spouted, Did you hear me? I said you're banned from weaving. Twinkle replied, Yes, sir, I understand.
Your new job will be assigned to you tomorrow in the most efficient way. Phineas Figglebert left and sent a detailed report, including the elaborate tap dance sequences and all the colors of the rainbow, directly to Governor Jackson. Twinkle spent the rest of his night going through his weave log, remembering all the beautiful dream tapestries he'd woven in the past. The next day, Poppy didn't come home from school directly. Instead, she went to Willow's house to play. The Witherspoon hamster was so excited. His Willow was a quiet girl, but ever so kind and faithful. She found it hard to make friends, but now she had Poppy. They both loved coloring, so Willow got out all her best pens and crayons. Before they knew it, Willow's mother came in to tell them the play day was done. But first, she couldn't help but comment, Poppy, that is the most spectacular picture. Are those tap dancers on the ceiling? Yes, said Poppy. And all the colors in the rainbow, like in my dream. Topsy-turvy tap dancing? All the colors of the rainbow? Why, that's the dream in the report Phineas Figglebert sent, said the Witherspoon hamster, Governor Jackson Witherspoon. As soon as the day was done, Governor Jackson summoned both Phineas Figglebert and Twinkle McFarland. Twinkle had already been reassigned to a new job as a squeaky wheel tester, so he jumped off at once, waited for his head to stop spinning, and went to the Witherspoon household. Gentlemen, please do sit down, said the governor. In hamster society, efficiency is highly valued, but our first priority is, and always has been, to bring joy to our humans. With that in mind, I have amended our How to Handle Humans handbook. From this day forward, hamsters will be not only encouraged, but rewarded when they take extreme measures to bring joy to their humans. Phineas did not like where this was going. Twinkle McFarland, in response to your creative intervention, risking your own future to bring joy to your human, I award you the highest honor of the hamster guard, the purple tail. Twinkle did like where this was going. Not only was he awarded a purple tail, they also returned his loom, and if you look really closely, you can see a plaque to Twinkle McFarland, hamster and human dreamweaver. The end. Thank you, Jules, for that dreamy story. Oh, I wonder if there are any other hamster and human dreamweavers out there. Please say you'll come back again with more tales and tea. I'll be back next week. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out more, including how to be on the show. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee, and you might be on the show. This has been a Totally Whole production for nannybee.com.